Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dick. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend Joshua Ezzard. You done messed up again, bro. You done messed up again, bro. Slim Rev, bro. I will not call you Slim Rev. Okay. Hey. I I hope that you remain on your weight loss journey. I applaud it. I'm happy for it. I will not call you Slim Rev. Hey, man. Well, every time you do it, I'm going to have to correct you every episode till you get it right. (laughs) Slim Rev. Uh, Look at that slimness. Wow. Look at that slimness. Congratulations. Anyway, it is the last episode. No, next week I'll still be here. Okay. It's next to the last episode. Uh, before I move to Texas, so back yeah. to South Number Two. You going to the South One One A One B? The South yeah. is like the South where we are. Texas like South One B. So yeah, y'all are like Southeast, and then Texas is like just South, I guess. No, no, no. We're South. <laughs> Texas is Mid South. <laughs> Mid South. I Mid-south. don't think that's a thing. You, no, we're no Texas is not as southern as us. Uh, I guess it depends on how you define southern, because they're definitely southern. They're definitely something. I don't know. It's, they're southern, but they're 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 they, mid south. They have their own culture in Texas. Yeah, man. It's not like the southeast culture, but it's yeah. It's anyway. Um, so yeah, tomorrow they'll be coming and taking everything out of my house and I'll be sleeping on air mattresses for the next week. So if next week I am tired and don't have my normal, you know, glow, see, uh, that, see ladies and gentlemen, hard. see Slim Rev, well, he knows a lot about air mattresses. <laughs> so listen, I, I know how to get my air mattress just right, even though it'd be sunken by the time I woke, wake up in the middle of the night. But listen, I'd get some good rest anywhere. Yeah, you can hook the air mattress up, and you have to get the you got to get the air pressure just right. You don't want to, you know, make it too. I like hard. my I like yeah. I don't want it too firm because I'm like, bro, what is this? Right. But I like it, you know, medium firm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like medium rare, medium firm, not well done, medium firm. Okay. Well, anyway, before we get started, I just want to go ahead and get it out the way. If you have not done so already. Okay, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so that you get post notifications if you enjoy our content. Okay, if you have any friends that you think might enjoy the Good Guys podcast, be sure to tell them about the Good Guys podcast. As you watch the Good Guys podcast or afterwards, hop in the comments. (coughs) Talk about, you know, comment on some of the things that we have talked about on the episode. Hit that like button. Come on, people. We see You you watching. We see you listening. <laughs> Talk to us. Talk to us. We see the views and we get like seven. And we'll shout out all the people that comment on the regular. Old faithful. I believe that all of y'all can subscribe because we have analytics, people. We know you're watching. <laughs> and we have about 900 unique people watching. And we only have about 400 subscribers closely, close to 300 something subscribers. Come on, man. Help us out. Come on, join the fam. Subscribe, hit the bell, give us a thumbs up, and leave a comment. 
It helps the you. It helps the channel grow. We have goals. And let's do it together. Mm. Let's grow as good guys and good gals. And make this thing happen. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. But either way, we're going to keep coming with episodes every Friday. So be on the lookout for that. Either way, we're going to be here. Yeah. All right. You ready to get this thing started, J.E.? Slim Rev's ready to go. So we're going to start as we usually do. (laughs) With the weekly airing of Grievances. And I've got a hot one today, Josh. Mm, I'm on fire for this one today. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I see you I'm got your in Kiki hot. Do You Love Me shirt, bro. Kiki, do you love me? Okay. Uh, that was last summer. Um, yeah. So, I want to preface this, okay, by saying, once again, that I am a happily married man. Yes. All right? I love my wife. <clears throat> babe i kind of hope you're not watching this but if you are i love you okay you mean everything to me but why is it josh don't fade away don't fade away from the screen (laughs) i need you right here (laughs) i need you right here with me on this one (laughs) that's you (laughs) that's all you bro this 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 rookie season bro i'm on a rookie deal (laughs) i don't don't got you you got your max contract bd You got three years, four children. <laughs> you got, you got, you got your max deal. I'm still on my rookie deal. I got something to prove, bro. In this man, yeah, I still got something to prove. <clears throat> nah, like I'm just, I, I've just noticed, right, over okay. the years of being married, it seems like when the only time that my wife bothers me. For something, you know, like the only time she, "Ah, babe, I need you to do this. Babe, I need you to do that. Babe, when are we going to do this? Right. The only time is when I am actually doing something that I want to do. Never fails. Case in point, yesterday, I'm sitting downstairs with the kids watching Paw Patrol, you know, normal Saturday afternoon. Not bothering and not really doing what I want to do. I mean, I love my kids, but there are other things that I would rather do other than watch Paw Patrol. Okay, but I'm spending time with my kids. It's cool. No problem. This is going on for like an hour, hour and 30 minutes. I don't know how long it was. As soon as I get on the phone, J.E. calls. I'm like, oh, that's the homie. Let's go. Kids. Keep watching Paw Patrol, okay? Don't break anything. Don't kill yourselves. I'm going to step outside and talk to the homie. As soon as I get out there, oh, babe, when are we going to watch the kids? All this time, I've been downstairs for an hour and 30 minutes watching Paw Patrol. We could have did it then. I didn't want to watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> okay? I love the guys, but there's other things I could do. You know, but as soon as I start talking to the homie, when we gonna watch the kids? It's like it's like women have like just a like da 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 sixth sense. It's like they know when you start to do something that brings you an ounce of joy. Just an ounce. That's when they come. That's when they strike. Let's go to the grocery store. Don't you need to change uh, Braxton's diaper? It's time to give kids baths. 
How about you read to the kids? <laughs> about you read to the kids? Come on, man. Like, I feel like, I feel like they just, the women, like, don't want to see, like, you have they one. They don't want to <laughs> see us happy, bro. They want our happiness to be their happiness. Right. They, they feel as if our happiness is in to some degree against them. It's like, no, we just have this left. Do you know that 95% of the time we spent with you? If you want this to be balanced, just give me this much. That's it. I don't, we don't ask much. We're not, we're not leaving you for another woman. No. We're not going somewhere to smoke, drink, and loosen, be loose. Right. We're just going to be on the phone, venting, and we're just going to go hoop, venting. And then we'll be ready. We'll be right here ready for it. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm talking from the context of like a, a guy who's handling his responsibilities. That's right. right? That's right. Faithful. That's right. Okay. Providing for the family. Being a good husband. That's you know, right. doing all the things that a good man should be doing. I provide those things. I spend time with my wife. We have date nights. You know, I spend time with my kids. I just said I was watching Paw Patrol. Okay. So I'm handling my responsibilities. I'm being a good man. I'm not out here running the streets. The only street I run is where I'm running to get, be, be fit. Well, you can see me out your window. You see, <laughs> you're looking at me out the window. You see, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm, with, I'm always within eyes reach. Right. So, you know, like, as, as good guys, this is the Good Guys Podcast. We are good guys. Like, this is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. But as good guys, there's not that much left that we have. We have nothing for left. ourselves, right? Yeah. We give a lot. We give. We sacrifice for our families. You know, we have to be all things to everyone in the family. The mothers have to do this too. But I'm just saying, like, it's different. It's different. We're, we're different. Not, we're not naturally wired for some of this stuff. Not wired. Not naturally. Not naturally. Not even not not even spiritually wired that way. God like, made like, us different. You know what I mean? The whole family, like it's 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 it's, it's like the the wedding and the the fairy tale wedding and the family and the house on the hill. This is kind of like this is what y'all this is what y'all want. This is what y'all want. That I'm not saying want. that it's. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not what we want. <clears throat> exactly. But it's not. It's not necessarily. It doesn't come as natural to us. No, I don't no. think as it does to women like you know so yeah. it's like yeah. as good guys we only have a few pleasures you know you still have food you know you yeah. still have you have i have i have my wife she's wonderful she's amazing i love spending time with my wife okay your kids you know i love my kids <laughs> <laughs> you'll love them when they get about 13 when they can actually pick up stuff and do stuff right but it's hooping okay mm -hmm. talking with the homies and food and sleep. That's it. And why does it seem that all four of these are interrupted as soon as we even get the opportunity to engage? See, 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 see. When it's time to eat, you're there. <laughs> and even though you're there, we don't mind you being there, but you always have something to say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. 
Oh, Even we when love- we're watching the TV show that I don't really want to watch, it's what you want to watch. Yeah. You still have something to say as I try to eat my meal and watch the show that I don't really want to watch. It, can you at least let me hear what the people on the show that I don't really want to watch are saying? No, you have to talk through it. Now, I don't know what they're saying. I don't even know what's going on. And I don't want to know because I don't even want to watch the show. But I'm still watching it. So if I have to watch it, can you not talk <clears throat> during said show? Oh, 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 the, 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 the most funny out of all of these is when you lay down to rest and you pull that cover up and sleep and sleep is crouching at the door. Sleep is getting this close to you. As soon as it's about to grasp you and put you to sleep. Here comes something else I have to do. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, we've been married for, like, I mean, me and my wife, eight years going strong now. You know when I'm taking that nap. You know when that I, I'm down in the basement and I got the lights off and that air is blowing just right. Ooh. And I've got my big blanket and I've got it pulled up. You know, and my head is leaned back. You know, at a 45 degree angle, you know I'm about to take that nap. Out. Like a light. Out. Like a, like light. a light. Like a light. Come on. And as soon as it never fails, as soon as I close my eyes and the gentle waves of sleep come crashing upon my just, you know, babe, <laughs> it never fails. It I'm never like, man, it permeates through my almost dream. <laughs> it's the dream that I was about to have. And it, was, and it was a faithful dream. It wasn't. I went. <laughs> I wasn't right. thinking about no other woman. No. I was just dreaming about a place of peace and quiet. Mm. <laughs> and peace then, quiet. babe, oh, it was so funny the other day. I was, she was, my wife was like, uh, I think my toilet's making noise. I see what? It's no, supposed to make noise. But if but it's... but but we're just wired differently, men. We just we see the 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 point that we're trying to make is, godly men are sacrificial. Mm-hmm. We do it because we love you. Mm-hmm. And most of the things that we do is because we love you. Not that we love doing what you want us to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do it out of love. So if you ever see a brief moment of frustration in your man, think about what you're asking him to do. <laughs> just, just, just think. Just take time to think and say, is he about to eat? Is he about to sleep? Did his homeboy just call? Is he tying up his shoes to grab and grabbing the keys to go out the door to hoop? Try not to bother him during those four moments. Just let him go. And that and takes it's time. Not a lot of things. It's not a lot of things. Four things. Like if you've got a good man, it's good not man. a lot. It's not a lot. We're not talking about, hey babe, can I go out and have an affair? No. <laughs> We're not asking that. Can I no. just talk to the homie? You can see the caller ID. Josh. The homie. <laughs> the homie. All right. Slim Rev. It will not say Slim Rev. <laughs> but, yeah. But, and but, look, we, but look, that's, this is in all relationships. We love our wives, man. This is just interesting. The more you engage with the opposite sex, the more you begin to see the differences. And sometimes it just hits us at the wrong moments. But we still love you. Absolutely. And we're just we're, we're venting. All right. Little humor in here. I absolutely love my wife. I love being married. I love my kids. OK, <laughs> just a little vent session. All right. 
but so, come on. Just let us, just let us, just let her have our brief. Like, do you know that we we have to, <clears throat> or if you have a good man out there, just how much is on his mind? Right. There's two things you as a lady with a good man never have to think about. Never in most cases. And that's protection and provision. Do you know what's always on our minds? Protecting y'all and providing for the family. Exactly. And sometimes when you go through this perverted world and it's and, and, and ladies, it's 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 let me let me let me preface this. Faithfulness is an art form. Mm. Okay. This world doesn't make it easy. So no. when we come home and we have fought the good fight of faithfulness, let us rest because it was hard. Not because we wanted to, but because everything that's coming at you. When we get home, we have to eat something just to say, you know what? Ooh, okay. We go to sleep because we just want to say, ooh, okay. <laughs> the homie calls you like, hey, let's talk about everything that we can't talk around y'all <laughs> <laughs> Within the right context, holy, set apart, faithful conversations, right? But just, just the stuff that y'all not gonna understand that we can't. We do you know how much we can't talk? How much stuff we can't talk to you about that we need the homeboy to talk to about? And that's the thing, like when you're a, a good guy, when you're doing the right things, you don't always have a bunch of homies that you can talk about the stuff that you need to vent about. Because our yeah. vents are different from, you know, a, a regular dude's vents. Yeah. We're not venting about why my side chick ain't acting right. You know, <laughs> she gets mad. And then my main chick getting mad because I'm, you know, over at the side chick we house. We don't even talk about I that. I ain't paying the child support on the, the third baby. Like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the struggle of going through the day and, and all the different <clears throat> temptations and things that come at us that we have to fight off and fight the good fight of faith. And... Hey, somebody else is going through the same thing. Somebody else is trying to do the right thing. I need to talk to the homie. Because if we vent these things to you, you might not understand. No. And that, ladies, you have to understand that your man has to have a good guy to vent to. Because even my pastor told me in counseling, there's just certain things you don't tell your wife. And it's not infidelity. It's nothing bad. Just because you have to keep the aura of security and stability at all times. You have to keep you. You can't even let her even get a get a hint that you ain't handling yours. That doesn't mean you're not handling yours. It just means that you may be frustrated about handling yours. You know what I'm saying <laughs> that when you get to your, your money, you only got five dollars left for you. <laughs> you gotta call the homeboy and be like, "Man, these darn bills, man." Do your wife be spending all your money on Amazon too? <laughs> man, I got five dollars left. Man, I can't even afford my bougie pastries. <laughs> because we done filled both tanks up we done took care of all the bills and then by the time we get to the end of the month I guess I use this quarter for a Swiss roll oh Swiss rolls are 50 <laughs> cents now ah golly inflation inflation <laughs> but we saying it's all in humor our wives are amazing we just trying to tell you guys and gals hey it's real Men or women are wired differently. Like men, like ladies, don't if you got something to tell us, answer our question first. It's that simple. We'll listen after you answer what's for dinner. 
If we ask you what's for dinner, but you want to tell us the whole story about how you got to dinner, we're going to stop by Bojangles and you're going to get mad at us for eating something we wasn't supposed to eat. But if you would have told me, I wouldn't have went to Bojangles. <laughs> and just let your man, like if your man's about to eat, if he's about to sleep, if he's about to go hoop, if he's about to kick it with the homie, let him. Please let him. Let him. But ladies, comment below for those who are married to a good guy. Why? Like, why do y'all do that? <laughs> why do y'all do that? Why do y'all do why that? Why are you? <laughs> Is there an instinct? Because we were made from the ground. Y'all was made from the rib. Maybe y'all like being up under us and y'all may think that we like it too. Doesn't mean that we don't. We do. But we may not just like it as much as y'all do. Not like it, but we may not have the bandwidth to handle it as you do. Like, y'all can cuddle for hours. We only can cuddle for, like, two and a half minutes. Stash we wasn't made down. to cuddle. Like, we in dating, we cuddled because... <laughs> we had goals and aspirations. Okay? We had goals <laughs> aspirations. <laughs> but in marriage, we like... I'm just joking. This is all... I'm sorry. Sometimes my jokes come out and I get myself in trouble when my wife watches these. But <laughs> these are all jokes. Okay? But what I'm saying is, is that men and women are built differently and they handle things at different lengths. And I think the beauty, beautiful thing about marriage is finding. And that's what me and my wife are doing. It's fun to find the balance. It's fun to find who can handle what and and knowing that, oh, you can't handle it as much as I do or you may not be wired for this like I do. Let's find a happy medium. Absolutely. And understanding Absolutely. that Maybe some ladies, not our wives, but maybe some ladies, maybe the reason why ladies do that is because maybe they're afraid that they man will cheat or they man might not want them in their lives. Most of the things that a good man does has nothing to do with you, meaning he's not doing this because he's not happy with you. He's doing this so he can find his own balance of happiness that can contribute to the overall happiness of the marriage. Absolutely. Well said. But with that said, we'll stop our vent session because we do have <laughs> we do have a real topic to discuss, and it kind of uh, it kind of correlates with uh, the weekly airing of grievances. Um, but it's a topic that um, I think it's important. It's something that you know we should discuss because I don't think sometimes uh, good guys, and godly men, get enough credit. All right. Um, we're going to be talking about why godly men don't cheat. That's right. Right. So in society, mainstream society, you always see, you know, where men are out here, you know, chasing multiple women They're out here, you know, trying to find the next lay bragging about how many, you know, what their body count is and things like that. And it's glorified. It's glorified in the music. It's glorified, you know, in the culture and everything like that. But you do have, you know, uh, godly men out here who are doing the right thing, like the good guys. The good guys mm-hmm. podcast is what we do. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's who we are. Right. And I just want to talk about, you know, the the importance of that, and 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 the because as a man, I think it's. And like we were saying in the previous segment, like some things come more natural, I think, to women than it does than it does to men. 
like we are visual creatures like when you get married when you see your eye you don't go blind you don't go blind right you still see what's out there so and it, it can sometimes it's a challenge like we said you gotta have that i wear that shield of faithfulness you know you gotta stay prayed up some well, my, places my shield of faithfulness downstairs it's not on right now it's not on I, right I was now. gonna say because i'm at home i'm at, I'm home. at home that's yeah. the only time i take it off <laughs> if i leave the doors it's gonna be on yes and that's because it could be look it's it's not easy like i said you know so but i think you know a, a true man a godly man is a man that lives a life of sacrifice of discipline mm-hmm. because ultimately you know being in a um, monogamous 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 yes that's the right one i was like I, I, wait is bro, it? listen that's... <laughs> you got mon- monogamous and you got polygamous so i was like wait i'm not saying the wrong one am i no monogamous You're is good. the good one monogamous is uh, the, a man married to one woman there you go being in a monogamous relationship is ultimately a good thing um and i think you know it takes a real man to do that to make that sacrifice to be you know solely and and wholeheartedly devoted and committed to one woman and caring for that one woman and leading and guiding and watering with the word that one woman so that's what what's what we want to talk about today Josh, I'll let you go ahead and start it off. I know you've got probably a whole three see, or four sermons. See, when you're dealing with the preacher, the Slim Rev, Slim mm-hmm. Rev got a lot of points. Today we're going to be okay. talking about three different areas along the lines of this topic. We're going to talk about why people cheat. Mm. We're going to talk about the levels of cheating. Okay. And we're going to talk about why godly men don't cheat. Okay. Let's start why. Let's start with why people cheat. C-H-E-A-T. The C. Why men? Why men cheat? We can talk about why men cheat, and some of these points deal with ladies too. Why men cheat for C? Because they live in a world of comparisons. Mm. Everything is comparing. They've been comparing them. They've been comparing themselves with other men since the locker room. They've been comparing themselves with other people since the beginning. Most of manhood has been based upon who has the best, who has the biggest. And so what happens when when the mindset is focused on comparisons, that when they actually marry a woman that they actually wanted to to for them, then they go out into the workplace. Now they're making comparisons again because the woman that they pursued in comparison to the women that they wasn't pursuing, their wife outdid them. But once they became familiar with the wife that they do have now and they start going through uh, conflicts and frustrations. Now the comparison mindset creeps in, and now he begins to compare his wife's eighty to another woman's twenty. Anytime a man is not completed in Christ, he's always looking to be completed. Whenever mm. a man is not completed in Christ, he's always going to be looking to be completed. Meaning, his wife gives the eighty, which really gives a hundred, but he only sees the eighty. This mistress gives to 20, so now he's trying to complete his lust, trying to complete his interest by having a, a main dish and a side. But what he fails to realize is, is that that woman that he's sacrificing, that woman um, that's given to 80 and he's sacrificing that union for a woman who only gives to 20, he then realizes that he's hurting himself. Like I always say, anytime you hurt the help, 
you hurt yourself. But when a godly man is completed in Christ, he sees the fullness of his wife, appreciates the fullness of his wife, and doesn't look for his wife to complete him because he's already been completed in Jesus. But he looks at his wife as a full God sent complement to who he is as a man. And then he has the mindset that says, if I hurt her, I hurt the purpose that I have. So the reason why men cheat is because they lived in a, in a life that has birthed the mindset of comparisons. The second C, and I know BD can contribute to these points after I give them, is a character flaw. Character flaw. Insecurities. Just bad character. They grew up uh, watching their dad do it. They grew up, uh, uh, they just got bad character. They just don't care. You see what I'm saying? So, BD, I'm not going to go no further until, unless you want to add some more to those two points there. <clears throat> yeah, no, that comparison one is powerful, especially in today's society with, you know, social media and things like that. It's only, you know, it's even increased even more than it probably was back in the day. But yeah, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, like you're what you're looking at, you know, what everybody else is doing. So, you know, you see, oh, look at who he married. You know, his wife looks like she's on point all the time, not knowing, of course, that when she's not on camera, when she's not taking a picture, she looks just like your wife. She got the bonnet on, the makeup's off, her breasts stink in the morning. Like, you know what I mean? We all human. So, but you're comparing against that. It's not fair. You look at, you know, Instagram, you got all these women on here looking perfect. <clears throat> that's all they do. Like, that's their job. They that's, get paid. They're professionals. Right. They are professional, professionals that are looking good. That's all right. they do is work out all day and take photos of them looking good. And you trying to compare your wife to that. And your wife is out here working a nine to five, taking care of the kids, cooking your dinner, changing diapers. She don't got time to sit around and look that good. So you, it's not fair to compare her to the women that you see in on Instagram, on social media, on TV. So I think that's something that, like you said, a lot of people deal with. And that's why men end up looking for that somewhere else. Well, my wife don't look like that anymore. Or, you know, my wife, you compare your wife to how your wife used to look. You know, when you met her, mm -hmm. she, she, she looked a certain type of way. She dressed a certain type of way. And now 10 years in the marriage, she's taking care of the kids. Like, she, she looks like a mom. You know what I mean? And, and it's just not realistic for her to still look like that and dress like that. She's a different. People grow and evolve over the course of a marriage. But now, you know, you're wishing you're, you want that old thing back. You want her to look like she used to look, and that's not happening. So you go look, like you said, for that 20%. Another girl who's going to provide that, but who's not going to provide you anything else. So, like you said, that's that's a major reason why men end up cheating. And lust is loud. The enemy loves when your eyes linger. He knows, hey, man, she offers this, she offers that. But man, do you know how much 80% is? Do you really know how much a wife has to give? We're talking about a wife wife. We're not talking about a woman that you married who just sits around all day. We're talking about a wife. Right. We're talking about a position. And when you understand commitment and you understand uh, uh, the fact that y'all two are a corporation, like y'all two have a purpose, y'all have a mission. See, what, what keeps me in love with my wife is the mission that God has given us because that's what draws us together. We have been called to be together. And when you have that unique reverence for God and you have that unique reverence for your wife, respect, 
of the position that God has placed her in your life. See, the reason why many men don't really clearly understand or grasp their wife is they forgot who gave them that wife. And I'm going to get to that point a little bit later. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But the reason why men cheat, number one, comparisons. The second C, man, character flaws. They just got bad character. They 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 lost who they are. They don't know who they're supposed to be. They are character. They in character development. And when you don't know who you are as a man, you shouldn't join yourself with a woman, because the character you're going to play in the chapter one of your marriage is going to be a, a villain and not a superhero or, or or assistant. You're just a character out here that's messing up stuff. And now we have to wait till chapter sixteen, or if even if the book has that many chapters. And we find out that y'all broke up or y'all got back together. But before you try to join in a story with a woman and build upon that, make sure you know who you are as a character. And any the only time you develop in your character development is when you're developing for the better. But if you have if you don't have no clue who you are, you have no foundation to develop on. Know who you are in Christ and build on top of that. But if you're trying to find yourself, you're going to lose yourself and lose your marriage. Let's go to H because we got a lot of points. We got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> why people? Why men cheat? H false hopes. False hopes. Mm. They have a false hope, man. They 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 thought their wife was going to be everything to them, and then they realized she can't be. Right. Then the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So the more that you have these false hopes and these false uh, uh, desires. When those needs are not when those needs are not met, you're gonna to try to find yourself in hoping in someone else or held by somebody else. You thought your wife was gonna do X, Y, and Z. Come to find out she can't do all of that because she ain't God. Now your hope is hurt. Now you're disappointed. And now you're affecting your marriage. So the reason why men cheat, they their hope is in the wrong things. That maybe, maybe their hope is in um, um, if I just make this much money at my job, if I could be successful. And then when they put their hope in everything else but God, then when they get disappointed and now they're trying to put these unrealistic expectations on their wife and their wife can't fix them, then they're trying to be, get a quick fix. Maybe if I get held by this woman, now if she become, now the side piece becomes a Danish now. Now she becomes someone that is emotional sex now. You see what I'm saying? So now because I have my hope hurt, now since I'm hurting and I'm, I put my hope in this, now that my wife got three kids to tend to and she can't meet my needs, now I got to get myself an emotional fix from another woman and and and, and because I think that it kind of helped me rebound. So false hopes, man, because when you put your hope in the wrong things and you get disappointed from that, you're going to be looking for outside help to help you and then you end up hurting you, the house that you have. When you're going into a marriage, the only thing that you should be hoping, yeah, the, the only place your hope should be in is in God. That's it. Not I, even your wife. God, I hope that I can love <clears throat> this woman that you've given me like you love the uh, like you love the church. That's it. Because that's what your word says to do. I hope that you know I, I can I can lead her and I can water her with the word and and that I can guide and and lead this family in a way that would be pleasing to you. I hope that we can provide godly seed. Like those are the only things that you should be hoping in marriage. Don't, you know, I mean, yeah, you're going to choose your wife. You're going to choose someone who, you know, they're going to be a little attractive to you. There's going to be things about your wife or your wife that you like, but all of that is subject to change. The Bible says beauty is fleeting. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? People change, looks change, circumstances change. So if you're basing, you know, your happiness and your hope on any of that stuff, your marriage is subject to crumble. Your hope should be in God and and, and serving your wife and being the man of God that she, that she needs you to be. And that's that's it. If your hope is anywhere else, that hey, that's why men cheat. E um, why men cheat? They don't eliminate things that need to be eliminated. Mm. Listen, if you know you got a deep-rooted issue in lust and you haven't eliminated that pride, you haven't eliminated that lust, you haven't eliminated that false expectation or false hope, you're going to cheat. Because, because if you don't eliminate it, it's going to mess you up. And the other E that I was thinking about, men don't know how to deal with what's hard so they go the easy way out mm. some men just want the easy so what it is is they got the wife but marriage is hard it's hard it's hard man it's hard when other things want to be hard too man like it's hard it's hard navigating this life. If you always want to get the easy way out, then you're not fit for marriage. You got to go through. There are certain days you just got to go through, get through, mm-hmm. and get home. That's right. Get home, hug that wife, cast down that vain imaginations. It's not going to be easy. reason why men cheat, they thought it was going to be easy to be faithful. No, it is not. <laughs> Outside of God, it's not. So that's why you hide yourself in 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 him. Because it's, the devil ain't gonna make it easy. Nah. Because women want what they can't have. Certain women. Certain women want what they can't have. Because the moment that you got like listen, the moment you have a wife, women who are insecure begin to think that you're valuable now because if she married him, then he must have something that I that he he must have something to offer. And now right. envy is in uh, now men have to deal with the envy in other women and envy don't fight fair envy don't even want you fellas you got to stand when a woman envies the woman that you with and she's trying to get to you she don't love you so when you done slept with her and did stuff with her she left because she got a a, a, a stroke a strike in the wind category in her life do not allow women's envy and out of nowhere interest in you and she makes it easy for you, make you f- fall away from the hard work you need to put in to making sure you are in t- attentive and engaging in your own marriage. Yeah, I think that might be like, for me, that's probably the number one reason I think why men cheat. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's easy to you know go find a mistress and and you know some a woman is throwing themselves at you and you you know you go ahead and handle that like that's easy it's hard to stay in a committed you know marital relationship Mm -hmm. it's hard to love your wife you know when she wake up in the middle of the um wake up first thing in the morning and she looking like what happened Mm -hmm. you know like it's hard to go through them those arguments and those those you know disagreements that you have and still love that person regardless still cooking breakfast the next morning like life life is hard going through those circumstances with another person it's hard it's hard to sacrifice for another person that's what marriage is and a lot of people 
don't want to do that. They get into marriage and they're thinking it's going to be easy. It's going to be a fairy tale and they get hit with that reality. Nah, this is hard. I don't want it. I don't want to do this. I can just go, you know, talk to this chick who's been trying to holler at me at work. My wife won't know. I can just you can cheat in other ways. It ain't got to be with another person. That's real. We're we going to talk about we it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. On demand pleasure. On demand pleasure. That's cheating. Because it's not fair to your wife. Yeah. It's not fair. But that's easy, though. It's easy. So I think that's one of that's probably the biggest reason I think godly men are willing to live that life of sacrifice. It's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of discipline. But we know as real men, as godly men, that is worth it. It's worthwhile. It's worth it. And a lot of men, they want glory, but no grind. Mm-hmm. Or they want the grind, the glory of the grind, if you know what I mean, for the SEX. You see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to make plain here is that a godly man understands that everything worth having has a grind to it, mm. a work to it. If all you care about is the glorification of marriage and not the grind right. of marriage, if all you right. hear about and see on Instagram and social media the glory of marriage, the traveling, the meals, the company, the the, the having a person there, you're gonna you're gonna get intoxicated with that glory. Right. And then when the glory comes down and it's two weeks after the honeymoon and now mm-hmm. you actually have to work. See, see, mm-hmm. see, dating, you still have an opportunity to buy to dip out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're probably right. still doing your mess on the side. But when you married up under God, now you really have to grind. And and I tell men all the time, faithfulness is not proven in the in the uh, space of the one that you're with. Faithfulness is proven when that person's not around. Faithfulness is not anybody could be faithful when their wife's around. Right. Anybody could be faithful when their husband's around, but faithfulness is tested when that person knows nothing. Mm-hmm. That's commitment. Commitment says I'm committed, even if the one that I'm committed to don't even see all of the challenges that I have to go through. But I choose to be committed. You have to understand, there's no pat on the backs for doing what you're supposed to do. No. So don't be looking for coming home. I've been faithful today, wife. Right, like she owe you something. Like she owe you something. No, that's what you. That's what you. That's you what want you, a cookie. You want a that's cookie? What you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> now go take this trash out. You see what I'm saying? Like stop looking for. And I think we live in an era where everybody wants to be celebrated for what they're supposed to do. You're right. We grew up in an era where you 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 didn't get celebration. <laughs> you didn't get nothing. You, we didn't mm-hmm. get eighth place trophies. You lost. You lost. Right. Deal with it. We got a generation now. They get trophies for everything. So you coming home just because you ain't cheating. That uh, chick tried to holler at you at work. And you told her you married. You didn't even tell you married. You had your ring on. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so. so you, you halfway was committed. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even <clears throat> lie if you wanted to. And you think that you're supposed to get some kind of award? Uh, where am I dinner at? Uh, I know you're giving it up to me tonight. There's no cookie. I... <laughs> for, there's no cookie for commitment. No, it's a. It's a, it, you committed. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard sometimes. But you're not getting celebrated for that. Celebrated. That's what you're supposed that's what to do. Supposed to do. So I think, I think that's where a lot of people fall short and get hurt. They're like, man, I'm out here doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sacrificing. And ain't nobody patting me on the back. Ain't nobody giving me a cookie. 
what I'm doing this for? Let me go ahead and go over here. But your reasons can't be for, you know, a pat on the back or some cookie. Mm-hmm. Your reasons got to be deeper than that. <clears throat> your reasons right. got to be because I love the God that I serve. And this is what he said that is best for a man and a woman. It's not good for a man to be alone. He, he, he knows something that I don't know. So maybe this woman that he gave me is actually good for me. Maybe I should be loyal and faithful to her. And maybe he's got something, you know, planned for us that greater than we can even possibly imagine. But I got to be faithful over what he's given me. I got to I got to till this land. I got to water this this seed. You just got a lot you, of people don't want to do they that. They don't want to do that, man. You can't be looking for celebration. You just got to just continue elevating. You see what I'm saying? Just keep improving. Keep growing. Don't be looking for approval. Just know that you're doing it for a good purpose. A person who serves doesn't look for accolades. Or people, people who serve are not looking for applause. They, their, their applause is in their serving. Their joy is in right. the fact that they're serving. So when you have that mindset in marriage, you're not you're not you're not calculating like because that's what that's what happens when you begin looking for celebration. Then all of a sudden you start going to where you celebrate it. Your wife is not tolerating you. Stop thinking that she's tolerating you. Like, that's what, like, people be like, well, I'm going to go where I'm celebrated. And you just want to be around women that just says you handsome every day. Want to be around women that talk about, well, you, I wish I had a man like you. Man, that stuff will mess you up. You better go where you appreciate it, not where you celebrate it. You see what I'm saying? And if you're not, if, your wife will let you know if, you, if she's appreciative. Like, appreciative, pre- appreciation is rooted in action. <laughs> if right. you do no action, there's no appreciation. You see what I'm saying? Right. But but don't but men be like, well, I did. But did, did you really do a good job? Like, are you really? Do she? Are you really likable? Are you really considerate? You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, you telling this other woman like, well, my wife don't say nothing, but you don't do nothing. The fact that you entertain other women proves you don't do nothing in your own house. Right. All right. <clears throat> A. Why men cheat? Their associations. Birds of a feather flock together. Some men are just around other men that talk a certain type of way, mm-hmm. that that talk dishonorably about marriage. You got to mm-hmm. be very careful what you're around and who you're around. Those seeds will be planted in your mind and you'll begin to look through their lens of marriage. The only lens you should look at marriage through is through the lens of God. Every other lens, you can't be around hurt men and and uh, unholy men and men that's out there just doing damage and expect that you're gonna walk pure too. You gotta change your associations. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't want to be around people who are talking negatively about marriage, talking about what you're around a bunch of single guys. You're around a bunch of unhappily married men. You're gonna be you're gonna be single and unhappy. Keep being around single unhappy men, then you're gonna adopt their views, and you'll be the cancer to your own marriage. I don't know who said it, but I know I've heard the quote: "You are the sum of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with." <clears throat> That's right. Right. So if you're rolling with other guys, that if you if you married, first of all, you need to find some married friends. Yeah. Find some other married homeboys, because if all your homeboys are single. And they talk about single issues. What you think you going to, you know what I mean? Like, you, your mindset needs to be that of a married person. That's right. Your, your way of thinking is entirely different from somebody who is single. They worried about different stuff. 
So if you're engrossed in all their conversations of what they're dealing with as single men and some of the stuff that they get to do, you're like, oh, man, I did used to be able to go wherever I wanted to go and, and, and talk to this one and then have this one on the side, you know, in the back pocket just in case. And like, you don't need to be thinking that way anymore. So you can't be associated with that. If you got uh, friends that are married and they ain't faithful or they not about their marriage or they not, you know, sold out and committed to their wife. You don't need to be hanging with them or talking to them. No. Because that's going to rub off on you. You got to find some like-minded people that are trying to do this thing the right way, that are trying to be faithful and serve their wife and are, are of the same mindset that you are. That's why like I said, it's important for me to talk to <clears throat> J.E. on the phone. It's important. You might want to let me have this conversation because it keeps me grounded. It yeah. keeps me sound, keeps me focused That's right. on the right path. That's why we talk and we chop it up. It's important. So if you have the wrong associations, yeah, if you don't have a support, you know, a group of men, like-minded uh, men trying to do the right thing that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of, it's easy to get out there and you, you feel like you're all alone. I'm trying to do this thing the right way, and I don't know anybody else trying to do this. Everybody else seems to be doing what they want to do and enjoying themselves. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm in this thing alone. Yeah. Maybe I should just go out and do, you know, what what everybody else is doing. Listen, sir. There's other guys out there that's doing the right thing, so you got you just got to find them. You got to associate with the right people. That's right. You got to surround yourself with people that has what you want and not around people that have what you don't. Mm. Meaning, you gotta surround your people, surround yourself with people who has a happy marriage, have a fruitful marriage, a godly marriage. Surround yourself with people that has what you want, right? right? Don't surround yourself with people that don't have what that don't that don't have what you want. You know what I'm saying? Or need. If you surround yourself with guys who don't have what you have, you're gonna end up having what they have. If you surround yourself with people that has what you biblically and godly and deeply desire to have, you'll have what they have. It's that simple. So you got to let single people be single people and you be a married man. Let your single guys be single and let, and, and, and this goes, and we're going to get to the ladies too. I know this, this, this is twofold, same things for ladies, but we'll get there a little bit later. But T, why men cheat? Idle time. Mm. Idle time. See, a godly man is purposed focus, Productive. A man who thinks about generational wealth ain't thinking about what he can help himself to. A hmm. man that's thinking about uh, a godly seed and a happy wife and a secure and stable wife ain't even, don't even have time. Sometimes when I get home, I'm tired because I got I, I'm thinking about a better marriage. How can I be a better man? I'm thinking about you know uh, 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 when we have kids, what are we gonna say? It's, I don't no, you can't be idle, bro. Mm -mm. See, that's why you got to make sure you're whole as a man. And you also got to make sure that you understand the purpose of marriage, that God is going to join you with the woman that's going to help. Y'all going to help each other and y'all purpose are going to complement. And y'all always got some. Uh, today at church, I was at church three times a day. I was at church for the main service. Me and my wife is uh, leading the millennial ministry at my church. Then I had to go speak to the college kids tonight. And now I'm on the podcast. See what I'm saying? 
And Monday, I got a podcast I'm doing. Tuesday, I got a podcast. Monday, I got a podcast for men. Tuesday, I got a daily play podcast. Wednesday, I got a live Q&A. Thursday, I got a dating prep podcast. And in between the week, I'm chopping up videos and writing books. There ain't no time to think about nobody else. Idle time leads to an idle mind. Idle mind leads to idle hands. Idle hands leads to getting them hands busy with something else. You shouldn't have time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the simplest way to put it, BD. If you are handling your business and you're doing what you need to be doing as a man of God, you shouldn't have time to entertain another in affair. When? When do you have time? Between between holding down whatever job it is or whatever it is that's bringing in the primary source of income. So you have you wear many hats as a man of God. You have many things that you're responsible for. So if you're not going to work, providing for your wife and for your family, if you're not in church, being uh, nurtured and growing in the things of God, if you're not spending time with your wife, going on a date night, uh, watching TV, reading together, studying together, if you're not trying to create generational wealth, start a business, figure out ways that you guys, you know, can start businesses that can, you know, generate income. If you're not planning, spending time with your kids, if you have kids, if you don't have kids planning for when you have kids, like there's, there's so much stuff that you have that you could be doing, that you could be working on. You should not have time. What, what, what are you gaining by entertaining an affair with somebody else when you had when you and your wife have a purpose that y'all are trying to build towards now if you don't ha- if y'all don't have a purpose if y'all don't have something that y'all are building towards i i could see how you could have time for that but i'm sorry that we talked about it in our other episode why you should stay single if you don't know what your purpose is you shouldn't be married yep because if you're married, you should know what your purpose is. She should know what her purpose is. And y'all should be working on some stuff together. Like, man, marriage is a team. It's a team. Don't be married just to be married. Don't be stat... Be married in a... Sorry. Go, go ahead. Don't be stat piling, man. This ain't no Russell Westbrook. Stop trying to get triple doubles. Stop trying to... You getting rebounds, points, and you doing everything? It's a team. Get your wife involved. Pass her the ball some time. Celebrate her when she scores. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a team. You got to think if, if you know, we all eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I got to, like, bro, like BD said, man, you shouldn't have time. If this ain't strong, you always going to have time. If this is strong, you have no time. Mm-mm. Period. I'm constantly on, if I'm not spending time, if I'm not at work, I'm at the crib spending time with my wife. If I'm not spending time with my wife, I'm spending time with my kids. If I'm not spending time with my kids, I'm doing the podcast. If I'm not doing the podcast, I'm editing videos. If I'm not editing videos, I'm on YouTube improving my hair cutting skills. If I'm not learning how to cut hair, I'm learning how to edit videos better on YouTube. There's so much stuff. Go to their books, YouTube. There's so You can learn how to do anything. Yeah. I taught myself how to cut hair because I have four boys and I don't want to pay a barber every two weeks. That's a $200 a month right there. Wow, that's real. You know what I mean? We got a podcast. I learned how to edit. 
Teach your stuff. Learn a new skill. Learn a new trade. Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your kids. Go to work. You should not have time. <clears throat> and if you and if you married and y'all going through a tough spat right now, y'all going through a tough season. Just because y'all going through a tough patch doesn't mean you go and find a new land to tend. Utilize that time to to increase yourself. Utilize that time to develop yourself. Utilize that time just to serve the hell out of your marriage. And what I mean by that, you say, devil, you're not going to win. I'm not going to allow this hellish experience. I'm not going to allow this tough experience to make my mind where I'm fighting for this. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm fighting for this. Listen, that's why I tell people all the time, don't wait for them to say sorry. I don't care if they're wrong. You go and say you sorry. Go and say, you know what? If I would have did this better, I wouldn't have set you up to be here. You see what I'm saying? Don't allow the enemy to take away the, the, the sanctity and the beauty of marriage. Fight for that thing. Or you're going to be out of it. Because the right. enemy knows all I got to do is make y'all. That's why the Bible says you wrestle not against flesh and blood. Listen, it, literally, it takes me. Listen, anytime me and my wife get into it, it could be over. It could be a little because we don't argue. We communicate. I don't believe I don't I don't get into that raising the voice stuff. You know what? Before that sun go down, it's fixed. If it happened after the sun done went down, before the sun comes up, it's fixed. I'm not going to give the devil multiple days. To have his hands in my marriage. That's right. Because the moment you do that, <clears throat> somebody else is going to look more. Well, I can fix that for you. I'll be better. I can't believe she did that. If I if I was her, I would have. Ooh. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. now you're entertaining what she says she may do, and then you leave your eighty for her twenty, and realize she don't got nothing but twenty percent off. Anyway, levels of cheating, and I'm, and then we'll get to why golly men don't cheat, and we're done with this, okay? <laughs> this nice. this part right here, levels of cheating is very simple. Levels of cheating, or um, areas of cheating, not levels, areas of cheating. Mental, okay. mm -hmm. emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual, mm -hmm. physical. Mm. Let's start with spiritual. The Bible talks about an adulterous generation. A generation that doesn't love God. When you don't appreciate the faithfulness of God towards you. And the goodness of God that's, that's sent towards you. And you begin to cheat on him. If you make it a habit to cheat on God, you're going to cheat on everything else. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If I want to walk wisely in my marriage, I must fear God. Reverence builds a deeper bond. When I respect something, it limits my action. The more, the more respect I have for something, my actions are limited. The less respect I have for something, my actions are limitless. Now, what does that mean? If I truly respect my wife, my actions are limited. It doesn't matter what woman comes around. It doesn't matter what's offered to me because I respect who she is, not because of what she does for me, because of who she is. My actions are limited. Respect is a mindset. Mm -hmm. If I have no fear for God and no respect for God, then when I'm out here in the streets, I think God is not looking at what I'm doing. So therefore, I keep doing what I'm doing. 
But if I'm faithful to God because he's faithful to me and I respect him because of the, the, the Holy Spirit renewing my mind, then when anything reaches towards me, I know who's looking at me. It's crazy how we try to hide our sins to the limits of our spouse's eyes, but we have our sins openly before God who sees everything. So if you don't have no respect for God, you're going to keep running, running these streets crazy, reckless, because you have no faithfulness to God. Where there's no respect, where there's no reverence, there's no wisdom. You walk wisely as a man because you respect God. Now, that's spiritual cheating. If I'm not, if I don't respect God, everything else is messed up. Your level of faithfulness, that's why I tell ladies all the time, audit that man's commitment to God. If that, if that man doesn't come, if that man is not committed to God, he is not going to be committed to you. It's vice versa to women. If she ain't committed to God, she ain't going to be committed to you because she has no reverence. Reverence that's birthed out of a righteous state and a renewed mind. When a man mind is renewed about who he needs to be as a man and he embraces his righteousness in Christ, that he knows that, that it's because of Jesus he is who he is, that keeps him humble. That keeps him reverencing. That keeps him faithful. That's spiritual. I don't know if you want to add to that. Now, the other ones are quick. That was just the foundation that I was going yeah, to Yeah, because it. that's, yeah, no, that's like the, that's like the first stage of, <clears throat> like, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Like, me, me and my wife used to be watching TV. We'd watch these reality shows. And, you know, she'd see, I remember back in the day it was Chloe, <coughs> uh, Chloe and Lamar. Gotcha. And, you know, they just had such a great on-camera chemistry, you know. They were laughing together, hanging out together. And she was like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute together. They're just, I was like, he probably ain't faithful. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, you just being a hater. Like, you, what makes you think he's cheating? You see what's happened. And, and she asked me why. I was like, yo, like, to be honest. I don't see how any man who is not rooted and grounded in God stays faithful in marriage. I don't see how you do it because, again, I'm sorry, it's it don't come natural to us, man. Like sometimes it's hard. Not following nature. And if you nope. don't, and if you don't have a greater reason for being loyal and being committed to that woman, I mean, what you know what I mean? Like, what's gonna stop you? What's keeping you grounded? What's keeping you in check? If your relationship, if you start cheating on your relationship with God, if your relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be, you're liable to cheat on your wife. Yep. Because you, you, you're no longer reverencing God. You have a responsibility first and foremost to God. It is your responsibility to answer to him, then your family, you know, and then everything else falls after that. But if you are not grounded in your relationship with God, who's to say? And furthermore, like when your relationship with God is where it needs to be, you're going to view your wife the way that you should be viewing her. That's right. She is his daughter. You know what I mean? Like, and he's placed you in a position of stewardship over her. So when you're viewing her that way, no, you're not going to cheat on her. But if you're not, you're not, your relationship with God's not where it's supposed to be, you're not viewing her that way. You're just viewing her as. Uh, you know, she's another female, you know. I mean, I care about her, but, yeah, 
this chick over here showing me some attention and I, I feel like I want to go that route right now. When you're viewing everything the way you're supposed to be viewing it, when you're reverencing your responsibility that God has given you, when you're looking at your wife as a child of, of God, his daughter, that he puts you in charge of, he, he showed enough faith and trust in you to care and water and, and, and make sure that she's provided for, then you're not going to cheat. You're not. It's a mindset. That's the next one. Mental cheating. Mental and emotional. Mm. You know, <clears throat> men cheat with their minds. Women cheat with their emotions, right? So the mind is a battlefield, man. Your mind has to be in shape. Your mind just can't just be loose. Your mind has to be in shape. There are mental right. disciplines you have to go through. I call them perspective points. Most of the thoughts that come in your mind are environmental thoughts. Not most, but some are environmental thoughts. You walked into an environment, things that you see trigger thoughts, right? Um, personal thoughts. These are thoughts that come from you. You thought about that. Uh, uh, spiritual thoughts are thoughts that God gives. And there's demonic thoughts. Thoughts that are sent demonically to you. Now, <clears throat> you can't control environmental thoughts because the environments you're in, they're just going to come. See, you can't. The thoughts you come up with are things that you allow to take root in your heart. The environmental and demonic thoughts, the Bible talks about casting down those vain imaginations. The problem is most people, male or female, men or women, do not know the differences between what's vain and what's valid because your feelings are not always factual. Facts over feelings. You hear me? You heard me say that in my other videos. Facts over feelings. What's the facts of this situation? What is because I tell people think three four moves ahead mentally take that thought and arrest it no no because if I think about this I'm going to entertain this so you have to all you have to have a mental regiment that keeps your mind in shape and what keeps your mind in shape is allowing the word of God to renew it so there's certain spiritual disciplines you have to engage in to keep your mind in shape. That's Bible talks about. I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You got to know the word. You got to become the word. You have to understand purpose and life and eternity and judgment and, and, and honor and integrity. You got to put your mind through certain workouts so that when you find yourself in environments or you find demons shooting darts at you, that's why they call the shield of faith. You know what I'm saying? Get your ring and block them thoughts. Put your ring right here. <laughs> okay. The shield of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I gotta. Uh, <clears throat> there's gonna be some times, fellas. You just gonna have to be like, "Who, God? <laughs> God, I need you." Shield of faithfulness. Yep. Remind me. Block these darts from me. This is why I'm married. Helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation means I am cognizant always of God's salvation of me, which keeps me humble. That the only reason why I'm saved is because of him. The only reason why I'm being sanctified to his son's image is because of him. That guards my mind. That I am not my old self. I got the helmet of salvation. I was saved from this old way of thinking. I was saved from this. So I am not going to supply myself in my own strength to overcome this mental battle. No, I got the help of the Holy Ghost. I'm sealed by his spirit. Therefore, I'm able to say, no, devil, 
No, I'm not going to entertain that. Arrest that thought right now and get it out your mind. Because if you allow that, if you allow that seed to swim in your mind, it'll sink itself in your heart and it will produce a stronghold in your life. And now you can't see the needs of your family because you got the stronghold in front of you. You got this big old huge stronghold tree in your face and the branches and the tree is blocking you from seeing the needs and the responsibilities you have for your marriage. So you got to fight that mind and you got to find ladies the facts behind your feelings. Fellas, find the facts behind your feelings. Your feelings are not factual. They only let you know what you currently feel. But what's the facts? <clears throat> but if you have no factual references up here in the word of God and just common sense. <laughs> do you know how much it costs people to cheat? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't be no cheater, yo. I don't got the energy. Right. I don't got the money or the energy or the I'm too. Listen, I had a history of anxiety. <laughs> I, listen, I've had anxiety attacks. There's no way I'm cheating. I, I, I'll be like this. I'll be having anxiety attacks. Oh, my gosh. My phone lighting up. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Listen, man, go out there and waste your money and time if you want to, fellas. You better find the facts behind those feelings. And get a grip of your loins and make sure you think with this head and not the other one. I don't even have that much to add to that one. But that that's the biggest takeaway for me is like your your feelings are not factual. They're not. That is a constant, you know, battle that you that you'll go through in marriage. Um sometimes you're not gonna be thrilled. <laughs> with your wife. Not gonna be happy. Sometimes she's gonna get on your nerves. Yes. It's gonna happen. And those feelings will take over and those thoughts will come to your mind. Man, I don't know why I got married. I should have just... <clears throat> I don't really love her like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe this wasn't the right decision. Just because those feelings are coming in your head doesn't mean that's factual. That's right. That's just whatever circumstances that you've had going on that day, your mind is just responding to that. Now, the more time you spent with God and prayed up and in your word keeping your mind sharp the more you know you're automatically going to fight those things off and you get stronger you get better at it but if you're not doing that or even until you get to that point you got to understand look these feelings ain't factual what is factual is that if you cheat on your wife <laughs> you're gonna have to come up off that bread <laughs> come off that bread what is factual run through the facts if you cheat the on your wife and she find out your wife might take you out. You still got to sleep with her at night. You might want to sleep one eye open. That's factual. That's factual. <laughs> so think about the facts. If you want to get in your feelings and, and run out and cheat, think about the facts. Does What's going to come with that? She might get pregnant. That's facts. That's facts. Okay. You might catch an STD. That's facts. Hashtag that's facts. You know. You know, so. you know what's facts? Your life without her. Remember when you were single? Your clothes wasn't folded. Mm. Meals weren't cooked. Mm -hmm. Nobody was there listening no. to you. You going back to eating ramen noodles? Back, that's that's facts. facts. Hashtag that's facts. <laughs> that's a new fact. That's a new. This new. What's the facts? Hashtag that's facts. Hashtag facts over feelings. There you go. You heard it here first. The Good Guys Podcast. Facts over feelings. All those things not taken care of is gonna lead to you physically cheating, and physical cheating. Is just being in the proximity. You know what I'm saying? Like, fellas, 
fellas and ladies, you don't know what you have until that. Well, you don't know what you have until until you don't bust it and and you don't got disgusted. You don't, you don't know what you got until you don't know how she look with that lingerie on. You get there and all hot and ready and ready and excited. You get there, you be like, it really wasn't worth it. You find out she had the spanks on underneath that. <laughs> that and and was... she popped that thing in a boom. Boom. And you like and it's too late. It's too now. late. You there because <laughs> because you got you don't know she got cameras. You don't know it's all, it's too late. Now too you got to sleep with that on your mind. Now you got that on your consciousness. And your wife hugs you and oh you're home and you just sitting there like I can't believe I did that. Nothing Man. outside of your home is worth it. No. Nothing it's... outside of your home. It's worth it because whatever she has, she would have been yours. If she was really that good, she would have been given mm. to you by God, period. But because you don't have her, you're going off the idea and the illusion. So y'all been texting for two or three days and she's sending you stuff and y'all talking about stuff. And all you got is that. And so your mind is like, oh, I can't wait to enjoy. And you enter her house. You enter her joy and realize it was junk. You realize it wasn't even worth it. You, mm. What if her breath stank? What if, like, yep. what if, what if her stuff stank? You see what I'm saying? It's too late. What if, what if she got more craters than the moon? <laughs> and all you saw her at the gym was in those leggings, and you thought that was nothing but smooth Gullah Gullah Island. No, that's not. Them, them, them leggings are lie. Leggings are lie. Hashtag leggings will lie, fellas. <laughs> leggings will lie. That's why you got to be mentally tough, like man. Listen. <clears throat> That's probably not none of that anyway worth having. No. It's not. That's why I cling so close to my wife because I know this is who God gave me. This is who, this is the only helpmate that I have. And if and if it and if it was meant for me to have another woman, I would have been with her. And since I'm not with her, and I know that God gave me who he has given me, there's nothing else that I want. There's no more safer and more comforting place than trusting in God. That's it. Trusting that God gave you <clears throat> the right person, man. The safest place Again. on earth. My bad, BD. The safest place on earth is in the will of God. That's, That's it. Right. So if you like, if you have married a woman of God, you're in the will of God. Hey, you okay? safe. You safe. They're like, bruh, <clears throat> she's human. You're human. Y'all gonna get on each other's nerves. Yeah. It's gonna it's, happen. It's gonna happen. Right? Multiple times. But don't get it twisted. Don't get in your feelings. That is your good thing. Yeah. That wife that you have, that's your good thing, man. When times get hard, she's gonna be there. If you get an injury, somebody cross you up at the basketball court and you fall and roll your ankle, she's gonna take care of you. Your homeboy's gonna laugh and at I you. And I apologize because I probably did it to you. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> that chick, <laughs> if that chick that you think, you know, you about to go to step out on, if she saw you get crossed over and fall and sprain your ankle, she's going to laugh she's at gonna you. Gonna slide, she's going to slide in the DM of the guy that crossed you. Exactly. Your wife is going to say, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry that happened to you. She don't care that you got crossed over. She doesn't even know why you're at the gym playing basketball <laughs> in the first place. She was trying to. You're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to talk you out from going. She was probably trying exactly. to get in the car with you. But she's going to sit you down on the couch, make sure it's elevated, get you some ice, get you something to drink, 
and take care of you. Like that's your homie, man. That's, that's the real. that's that's your good thing. Okay? Marriage is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to throw it away for some chick that you don't know what you're gonna unwrap when you unwrap what you think is a gift. And it's not a gift, man. It's just a, it's not it's just an empty box. Anyway. It's an empty box. <laughs> Or a box full of other stuff that you don't want. Now, let me stop. All right, anyway. <laughs> Why godly men don't cheat real quickly. G-O-D-L-Y. But before I get to that, godly, let's look at the word godly. It's two words. Not really two words, but it's God and then it's L-I. A godly man relies on God. Mm. Godly rely. I lie. I rely on God. In order to be a godly man that don't cheat, you rely on God. Right. To get you through. But real quickly, the acronym. Why godly men don't cheat? G, because they fear God, yo. They fear God. Just like if you was a high school kid dating the daughter of a of a of a police officer or dating the daughter of a father who has multiple guns, there's a certain fear you have. That's right. Godly men don't cheat because they fear God. And number two, they got a good grip on life. A mm. good grip on life. They life ain't just what I got my life like this. Good grip. Right. Godly man don't cheat, number one, because they fear God. They don't fear man. They're not insecure of themselves. They fear God. And they got a good grip on life. You you want you can add into this if you want, BDO. I can keep going. Keep going. Oh, why godly men don't cheat? They're open for accountability. A man that doesn't mm. want to be held accountable is a man that is either cheating or or will cheat. Right. A godly man is open for correction and open for accountability. Listen, hold me accountable because I care about my right. marriage. And I know that I may have weaknesses. I know I may have tough seasons. Hold me accountable. Check in on me. Right. Godly men are open. They're not closed to accountability. Open men like bring me to the light. <laughs> Check on me. I'm in the light. Right. Examine me, Lord. Examine me, fellas. Examine me. Let me know what's up with me. Because I want to stay a God-fearing man. <clears throat> Why godly men don't cheat? D, they understand the dangers of it, man. They understand the dangers. And they know just how amazing. They understand the, 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 the beauty. Oh, no, 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 no. They understand the, the design of marriage. That it was designed mm. by God. It's a beautiful thing. Godly right. men don't cheat because they know the designer and they understand the design that God made it. And they understand the dangers of being outside of God's will when it comes to marriage. Why godly men don't cheat? L, they understand love. Mm. They know love is deeper than how many of us defined it. He says love cast covers a multitude of sin like they understand love and they walk with love. You heard me say this many mm-hmm. times. If you don't know love as a noun, you won't know how to do love as a verb. They understand love. And why? Why godly men don't cheat? They yield produce. They're yielders. I'm going to yield fruit. I'm going to produce fruit. I'm going to produce fruit for this marriage. I'm going to yield fruit for this marriage. I'm going to yield fruit. I'm going to yield myself under God 
and I'm going to yield fruit for this marriage. I'm going to produce. I'm going to make things work. A godly man, the reason I'm going to cheat, they, they tend their marriage. They yield and they focus on producing fruit where God has placed them. The reason why godly men don't cheat, they fear God and got a good grip on life. The reason why godly men don't cheat, they open for accountability and correction. Another reason why godly men don't cheat is number D. No, no. Mm. Number three, <laughs> that D2 helps. They understand, hey, I keep my D in my own house, okay? <laughs> Another reason why godly men don't cheat, they understand, they understand the design of marriage and the dangers mm-hmm. outside of it. Another reason why godly men don't cheat, they understand love and why they yield to God and they yield fruit only for their marriage and the generations beyond it. Ladies, you hear me too. You thought, you, you thought, you thought, mm-hmm. you thought, you thought we weren't going to come for you. So fellas, go ahead and delete, go ahead and delete your mess. Talking about why he ain't talking about the ladies. Go ahead and delete it. We here now. Delete it. Let's we go. here now, ladies. Get your feelings <laughs> under control. Mm. Get your feelings. Don't make... Y'all expect us to... Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Y'all expect us to have control over our loins. But you don't want to mm-hmm. have control over your emotions? Don't mm. expect me. Don't expect us men to have control over our, our, our loins. If you don't want to have control over your groins. Hold on. Groins? Groans. <laughs> Preachers be trying to find words that rhyme. <clears throat> you trying to force that? I try to force that one. <laughs> Groan, groans. Anyway, get to listen, ladies. We're talking about if you got a good man. Now, ladies, if you're struggling with daddy issues or insecurity issues, don't get married. Don't make yourself available. Don't allow that man <laughs> to pursue you. Because, or if you idolize the idea of marriage, don't get married. Because if you get into that marriage with those insecurities, if you get into that marriage with the idolatrous mindset, and that man doesn't come through for you, and based upon your expectations, you got a good God-fearing man, but you just want a little extra on the side, and you just entertain everybody's thoughts and opinions about you, women cheat too. Men cheat for ego, women cheat for emo. If you don't got your emotions together, you will find yourself motioned out of your marriage to make sure your emotions are stable by a man who's only giving you stroke action but can't give you no hope in God. <laughs> ladies, man, everybody cheats. Not everybody, but they're men and women cheat, okay? So, ladies, you got to make sure you look at yourself and examine these points, too. I know we went on to the man because godly men don't cheat. But you have to look at yourself and say, am I emotionally stable enough for a marriage? Am I emotionally secure enough in God for a marriage? But that's all I got, BD. I was going to go harder than that, but then I had uh, such a long day. Ladies, maybe we'll get to y'all some other time. (laughs) It's all good because I'm not. uh, Look, women, y'all do what y'all do, and that's great. But here on the Good Guys podcast, right, I'm going to speak to the men because men... We, we the head of the, the household. Head. Like, we the ones that answer directly to God. So that's who I'm going to focus on most of my energy on. That's so. real. I just did that for the guys that's going to comment. Because guys, you know, I've been cheated on before. I'm sure guys have been cheated on before. Hey. And I, it, it happens. happens. Absolutely. But, you know, listen. Wins and lessons, my brothers. Not wins and go. losses. If she don't see the value in you, you keep leveling up. 
Let her go. Level up. And she'll come back around, but don't have your door open for her when she comes back around. She should have recognized the value in the first place. Get over it and get on. Ladies, just just relax. Just relax. You, you all right. You all right. Just keep your emotions together. For those type of women that are more prone to cheating. You other ladies that watch the Good Guys podcast, the Good Gals or the Good Guys podcast, I already know you got yourselves together. Still got some work to do. All of us got work to do. But I know you're gonna you're gonna keep that good godly man sound and at home. That's right. All right, we're gonna switch gears. Ooh, it's an hour and twenty four minutes. Yeah, we went in. Yeah, we went in. But on a lighter note, it is National French Friday. All right. So I think it's only right. That we do a good guy's top five and rank our top five French fries of all time. That's easy. That's easy. It's easy? Yeah. I got my all five. Right. You was the one struggling with your five. Um, I'm, I'm here, though. I'm here now. We're good. I'm ready. So what's the rules, all man? Right. How are we doing this? Go back and forth. I do my five. You do your five. Or we do five, five, four, four, three, three, et cetera, et cetera. We'll do that. We'll do five, five, four, <clears throat> four, three, three, and so on and so forth. All right. Oops. Number five. What do you got? Number five on my list of fries. Mm-hmm. Chick Fil A. Mm. Number five. Okay. Chick Fil A. Only because sometimes when you go to Chick Fil A, not all the fries are fried equally. Sometimes with Chick Fil A fries, you have that one or two good ones. And then you may have two mm-hmm. or three that wasn't fried all the way through. Or when you get a large fry, the equivalent the, the equivalent of the fries that you get more fries other places. You get to that, you get a large Chick-fil-A fry, you may have four big ones and a bunch of crumbs. That is the one grievance that I would file against <clears throat> Chick-fil-A. There's no advantage to getting the large fry no versus the medium fry. That's true. I get so mad. I get the big red can and it's like literally one-fourth of it is filled with fries where's the rest of the i I paid for the large fry could have just got a medium fry i looked at my wife's she got a medium fry i'm pretty sure babe you have more fries than me right now (laughs) yeah man i'm like bruh man hand select my fries at chick-fil-a man look if you hear my voice through the through your ear head piece oh this a this a big (laughs) dude coming all right, man. Let me make sure I feel this dude. And what sucks about Chick-fil-A fries, you rarely have a fry at the bottom of the bag. No. You know what? You know precise. what? You know what? I'm bumping Chick-fil-A fries off my list, bro. <laughs> nah, Chick-fil-A can... Nah, bro. Chick-fil-A is out of my list. And I'm going to swap. My number five is going to be Checkers fries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my number five, too. Number five is Checkers. And number four for me... Is five guys. Ooh. Because of five be- guys at number four. Five guys at no- hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. My tripping. Five guys at number three. I'm sorry. I looked at my my numbers are not in order. I'm sorry. Let me Okay, 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 okay. Five guys is number I'm like I want to hear what you have after <clears throat> No no okay. Number five is checkers fries. We don't even have checkers in Charlotte. And checkers fries, the last time I had checkers fries was probably when I was 9 or 10 years old. That's how good they fries are. They still number 5 on my list just off of memory alone. Those curly fries from checkers? 
I haven't even had their curly, curly fries. fries. No, 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 it wasn't curly fries. It was their, it was, no, no, their fries were fried differently. It wasn't curly fries. They just had like this extra crunch and crust to them. Yep. Yep. That's, That's exactly what I what remember. Somebody else had curly fries. That was Arby's. Never mind. Checkers fries, number five. They just got that crunchy and that texture. That texture. Like Sometimes you'd be craving a texture. You'd be like, man, there ain't no checkers around. And the checkers was in the checkers that I used to have was in the hood too, man. Mm-hmm. And you had to order and they get got, in the back in the car and then wait till your order get done to get back out the car to get your fries. They got that crunchy exterior and then the middle Ooh. of them is just like straight potatoey and it's it's just whew. checkers would have yeah, been higher on my list if it was more local, if I can go to it more. I think I would say the same thing. <clears throat> but I have them at number five as well. Checkers number five. You want to elaborate? Okay. Let me go with my number four. Nah, that was pretty much it. Like they just, yeah, they did. They're always hot. They got that crispy exterior, the fluffy, yeah. you know, interior. It's it's a good French fry. My number four, gas station potato wedges. I don't have. I don't know where these gas stations are all the time. See. So how is that on the list? We're just talking about there's a gas station in Charlotte that has it right there by the Dow YMCA that has these potato wedges. They're number four to me. And most gas station that has potato wedges, usually their potato wedges are darn near good. Wow. Gas station potato wedges. <clears throat> gas station potato wedges, man. That's a southern thing. I don't even think y'all have that anywhere else in the country. All right. What's your number four? Mm, number four for me, I got Jack in the Box. Oh! Bump my gas station fries off my list. <laughs> Way to bump it off, man. Jack in the Box curly fries, number four on my list. I'm sorry. Now I see where you're going with this. Now I see where you're going. Now I understand the vision that you have for this top five fries. You see the vision? I see the vision. I don't bump two off my that old buck two off my <laughs> list. I had a long day. And I was just thinking about fries that I was just thinking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> Number five is checkers. I had to move. I had to move off. I forgot. Oh, yep. Chick-fil-A out the way. <laughs> Gone. Off Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A got moved off of my list by a fry that I haven't had since I was 10. All right. Now, you, now you're veering back yeah. into the lane of Chick-fil-A disrespect. I thought we were I Come on, man. past this. See, they got to think about a new box. They got to give us a box of fries. If you want to give us a large thing of fries, Chick-fil-A, get, give us one of those box. Just give us a big box that you would Bojangles-sized box worth of fries. We know y'all wealthy. Mm-hmm. We know y'all got it. Mm-hmm. Bru- you know what they should What's do? That? They used to have, like, for the small fries, it was like a little bag. Okay. At Chick-fil-A. Like a little, kind of like a little. I remember that. I, always, I, I haven't got a small fry since. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a small fry since McDonald's fries back when I was a kid, bro. And I'm talking about under the only reason I, The only reason I know is because I used to work at Chick-fil-A. Oh, bro. But, yeah. So, we used to have the small fries. And I always used to think, like, I think you get more in the small fry then you do like the medium, uh, the, then the medium fry because the the bag, <clears throat> you know, sh- the uh, the bag is can move. Like, you you know stuff what I mean? A little bit more. That box you can stuff it, it more. 
that box is it. So if the, the, you stick a fry in there and it's diagonal, all that space is just space. That's right. And you just dump more fries on top of it. So, yeah, I think for the large, they should just have like a bigger just bag and you just stick the fries in there. Yeah. Like, I want the fries. Oh. That large fry is highway robbery at Chick-fil-A. That's why, that's why right. I was, when you was like, get large fries, like, bruh, man, no. Their fries <laughs> are good, but their fries are not that good to get it boxed in like that, bro. You got to give me a box of those Chick-fil-A fries for me to appreciate them. But, uh, bruh, when I got fries the other day from Chick-fil-A, my wife went to go get her nails done, and I went to Publix and got me my uh, uh, demand size tenders, and I came back and got the sauce for, like I told y'all that I was going to do. Came back mm-hmm. and got the sauce. And then my wife, here we go again. My wife just out of nowhere made plans. Want to get her nails done. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just caught halt between two thoughts. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, man, I really want to go home. But but once again, I had to sacrifice. But I said, mm-hmm. well, I got my fries and my chicken tenders here. Man, those fries was gone. I had a large fry. Bro, I was mm-hmm. mad. I was like, bro, first off, first of all, <laughs> I ate all these large fries in seconds because I'm like, I'm thinking there's more in there. So I'm going in <laughs> and then I got this, I got big, this box. big box. I'm thinking I'm just going. So because we eat fries, you just go until there's no more. But when I realize <laughs> how many seconds have gone by <laughs> and I was like, you mean to tell me I'm done? So I'm like, oh, no, no, five no. Five, so I was like, no, no problem. No problem. Surely the rest at the bottom of the bag. Surely. Oh, so man. I look in because I ain't had Chick Fil A in a long time. So I'm going off of where I get my other fry. I said, "Bro, you mean to tell me there ain't no joy at the bottom? There ain't no leftover at the bottom?" But I said, "No longer am I getting fries from Chick Fil A. Never. <laughs> the only reason I put them on that list is because they are sometimes good. They're good." But I said, "No, no. Y'all should be representing Christ better than that, bro." All that bread that he broke for the people in the in the, out there in the fields, you should be thinking about, listen, I should be having 12 bags full. My bag should be full like one of those bags that they collected after he fed the 5,000. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be bountifully blessing me with fries. But it took me less than a minute to eat the fries in the, in the carton, and then I look at the bottom of the bag and there's nothing there. Get off my list, man. <laughs> checkers, checkers number five, number four. Ooh, those curly fries at um, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. I want to say Jack in the Box slash Arby's because it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I like I like Jack in the Box better. Think so. I'm trying to think if they're Jack in the Box almost I has don't... the texture of Checkers, but Checkers. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe Arby's too. I think Arby's kind of does too. But I don't know. They're pretty much nah, the same to me. You get more fries at uh, Jack in the Box. Okay. At least from what I remember. I haven't had Jack in the Box in a while. All right, my number three. Okay. <laughs> they do it right here. Okay. Five Guys. Mm. Five Guys is a place for guys. Because... The way they do their fries. Mm. Oh, when I first went to Five Guys, I'm like, that's all I get is a cup of fries? But when that man looked at me and be like, don't be weary, my son. <laughs> don't let your heart be troubled, my brother. 
<laughs> Cup overfloweth is what we do here at Five Guys. They get it at Five Guys. They put, they fill the cup, and they put the cup in. Mm-hmm. As if they brought the Savior. I ain't gonna go spiritual. And then when my man was like, nah, bro, we ain't done. When your whole bag, in the corner of your bag is just a burger. When you take the burger out and the, the fries is fighting for the burger. Just. When I eat the cup first. I take the cup out of my bag and I eat that first. Because mm-hmm. I know, I know, he that supplied all <laughs> of my needs has supplied it. Mm. Man, I eat my cup, and it's, there's nothing greater than what's left at the bottom of the bag, and that's what makes Five Guys great. I, the only reason why they're not uh, in my top two is because these other two fries are so dear to me, recently are okay. dear to me. I ain't been to Five Guys in about a year. Okay. But, man, the way they do their fries, they're number one in quantity. They're number okay. one in quantity. But they do give you a lot when you're trying to keep up with the Slim Rev regiments. Mm. So the, that, that joy of those fries are great when I was fat, fat Josh. Mm-hmm. Right. Fat Rev. But now that I'm Slim Rev, <laughs> I can't mess with five guys, bro. Okay. What's your number three, BD? <clears throat> My number three is Chick-fil-A fries. What? After, bro, what? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. You are a loyalist, bro, and you're 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 going to hurt yourself for being loyal. No, I'm not. Chick Fil A fries are delicious, bro. We're talking about everything that surrounds the fry, bro. We're talking about texture. We're talking about quantity. We're talking about respect. The only thing that I will ding Chick Fil A on is the quantity. You know why their quantity but... is so low? You know why Chick Fil A's quantity is so low? Why? Because Chick-fil-A is not in the hood. They okay. give fries to people on these different diets. So, so exactly. they don't think about quantity. Right. Hood places think what? hood places and guy places think about quantity. Well, that's why they're number three on my list, because I can eat Chick-fil-A fries because I'm not going to walk away in a in a coma. From eating well, let's too talk much. about texture. Because you said uh, checkers and you said, um, what was number four? Checkers and uh, Jack, Jack in the, the box. box. So we're talking about overall fry. They have a better fry to you? Right. Yes. I love the Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I love the texture. Okay. I loved having the barbecue sauce, oh, dipping it and see the sauce to. coming oh, up I through the... I this, this this guy's cheating on his family with his fries now. Uh, now I see why you you you. It's the closest thing I have. This <laughs> <laughs> isn't a place that's holding. You know what I mean? I mean, but yeah, man, those waffle fries got the little, you know, the the holes in the middle with the texture. You dip the sauce, see the sauce going through those little holes. That's when you know it's bro, about to be. You get kinky good. with your fries, bro. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> BD. It's an experience. <laughs> wow, an BD. Experience. <laughs> we didn't get you off this podcast to your wife, bro. You get a little kinky with your fries, BD. Yeah, Chick fil A fries. All right, man. number Ooh. two on my list. Okay. Bojangles. Mm. Oh. Okay. They're picnic size fries. What I do mm. when I get the Bojangles, mm-mm. how long is the wait 
for me to get a fresh thing of fries. <laughs> Listen, Bojangles fries, I'll wait. No matter, no the, matter the weight. No matter, no the, matter cost. the cost. Of that oil. <laughs> no matter the cost of that fry dipped in that oil. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there, pull up, pull up. And I, I roll my windows, lock my doors because the Bojangles... <laughs> The Bojangles will be in the Bojangles. That's one thing about Bojangles. You pull up. I'm locking the door because they probably already mad at me for asking for a fresh batch. I pull up, mm-hmm. lock the door, roll my windows, cut the AC on, and I'll wait. <laughs> no problem in waiting for Bojangles fries because that picnic size cart. Now, that's see, their fries are perfect for cartons because mm. they're skinny and they're long. So they just all just doosh. And mm-hmm. then when you in the hood and you ask for that fresh, you got to go to, see, you can't do this. You can't, you can't go to a Bojangles when they're busy. Mm-hmm. You got to go and ask for a fresh thing of fries when they're not busy because they're going to give you a lot of that fries because they don't like letting their fries sit for so long. That's a little tip that okay. I gave you. Number two is Bojangles, bro. The seasoning, the texture of the fries. The, 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 ooh, the overall, I mean, it's perfect, bro. And because you get chicken, too, there's nothing better than getting a two-piece. It's what I do, if, and y'all going to call me fat for this, but I don't do this no more. <laughs> I get a two-piece meal. I ask mm-hmm. for two thighs. Don't give me no legs. I'm a thigh man, Mm-mm. okay? Don't give me no legs. Straight thighs. Give me two thighs. When I was really fat, I'll get a three-piece meal, two fixings, right? And I'll get all three thighs. Three thousand. That's what you do, BD. You ask for two things of fries, two seasoned fries, or I'll just be like, one time I asked him, "How much is the thigh individually?" Because I get two thighs and a picnic size fry, and I'll go on about my life. <laughs> yeah. But with that two piece, two fixing, and a bowberry biscuit with no extra charge. Large cup of water, because if I get a drink, that's just gluttony and diabetes and hypertension waiting to happen. Absolutely. And plus, the only knock against Bojangles, if Bojangles had Chick-fil-A's lemonade. Whoa. That would... That would, it would that, see, they need us, Bojangles. Aren't you tired of Chick-fil-A, bro? You open on Sundays. They close on Sundays. They still make more money than you. <laughs> but I don't think I would trust the hood with fresh squeezed lemonade. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> It'd be a lot. The hood you can't handle fresh squeezed lemonade. Huh? The hood can't handle nah, fresh squeezed bro, lemonade. That's going to be too much sugar. <laughs> <laughs> bro, at least with white people, at least with Chick-fil-A people, they, they got a formula. They got a two cups of this and squeeze this. They got, they got a formula. Hood people be like, hey, yo, man, keep putting that sugar in there. <laughs> no, that stuff tastes like Kool Aid. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there fidgeting because <laughs> I got a sugar high, and and I done ate all this fried food. I'm this close to death. <laughs> Number two, you right about Bojangles, that. Bojangles, bro. All right. <clears throat> Number two for me is where I've got five guys. That's respect. I respect that. Five guys. When it comes to fries, they get it. They get it. All right. When it comes to us as men especially, when you get a bag of fast food and there are fries within that bag, they get get it. it. 
You want the fries that are in the container designated for fries, but you also want those fries in the bottom of the bag. Yes. There's nothing more satisfying than eating the fries out of the container and then reaching in that bag. And you have more in the bag than there you would have in the fries. container. Woo! Jesus said, if I don't be, if I don't break this flesh of mine, how will you get the overflow of my spirit? Mm. So I want the triune nature of my, woo! Mm-hmm. I want the full potato, which is God, the father. Broken mm-hmm. into the vessel who is Christ. And then after mm-hmm. I have partaken of his blood and who he is and accepted him in the container, when the container has been broken, and I reach into the bag and I feel the overflow of his spirit. Woo! That preach. That's powerful. That's powerful. Because when I reach in that bag, powerful. I'm reminded of his grace. When I reach in that my bag, goodness. I'm reminded that he shall supply all of my needs. When I reach in that bag, mm. I know that he owns a cattle. Of, uh, he owns potatoes on a on a on a million hills. Mm. When I reach in that bag, and I'm reminded Ooh. of his promises that when I give my three dollars and forty nine cents, come on, Bishop, that I will receive back. Go ahead, Deacon. From five guys, a bag of fries in a cup, Ooh. pressed down, shaking shake together, and together, running, and running over. Dickon had a word. Dickon, you got a word in your belly. The fries will come into my bosom. Ooh. Ooh. And he said he won't put no more than you could bear, but he did. Not more than I can bear. Mm. Hey, five guys. Five guys. Pro level tip. Pro level tip, okay. right? The ketchup. Do you use ketchup? At Five Guys, you have to. You five do. Guys, you have to use ketchup Here. because, man, that's a lot of grease, bro. And here's why. And here's a pro tip, right? Over by the ketchup, they've got malt vinegar. I don't mess with that, bro. Have you ever tried I don't it? mess with vinegar except for apple cider vinegar. Now, I might try it. I never had it. I can't lie. I never, I never had it. But here's what you do. do. Here's what you do. Try it. Let me know. You get the cups that the ketchup comes in, uh-huh. right? Get the malt vinegar. Splash a little of uh, splash, splash a little of I can't talk right now. Splash a little of it in the cup. Okay. Put the ketchup in the cup. Shake it up. Dip your fry in there. Hmm. Change your life. I'll try that. I'll try that because I try it. All right, number one. Number one. Number one. The garlic herb fries of Whole Foods. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you come to Charlotte, go to the South Park location, Whole Foods. Ask for the garlic garlic seasoning fries. Ooh. Number one on my list. And I don't care what you got to say about it. I don't care what you think about it, BD. It's number one on my list. Out of all these fries, these fine dining establishments, these greasy, salty, deliciously fried potato slices, 
you have given the number one spot for the greatest fry of all time to a store that is notorious for serving health food. Let me tell you something, bro. When they get those organic potatoes from Idaho (laughs) and they slice them and dice them and they dipped them in that peanut oil, the same kind of oil that Five Guys, BD, these fries are twins, the healthy twin of the Five Guys fries. Except when they put that garlic herb seasoning on those fries and you let them rest for about 56 seconds. You start eating it. (laughs) When you come to Charlotte, bro, I promise you they'll be number one on your list. I promise you. I promise you they won't because my number one will not be dethroned. Who's number one? Now or Who's that? Wingstop. Man, Wingstop fries. Man, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. You you talk talking about, about fries or we talking about... We're not talking about see. We're not talking about like chili cheese fries because that's got a whole nother list for that. I got a whole number one for that. I've never had chili nor cheese on my wings. You never had the fries. cheese on those fries? No. Maybe I don't maybe I haven't to. tried those fries as they are. I've tried them with just the cheese on it. I was just like, well, you know. See, see. No, you must come to Wingstop as you are and try the fries as they are. Take them. You know what? I'll, I'll, there's, a, there's a there's a um, wing stop about good about good six seven miles from me. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go try them. I'm, I, you know, they may make. If you like, if you like garlic herb fries from Whole Foods, whatever. Don't Whole disrespect, fries. bro. Hold up. Know. I heard that. I, I heard that. Well, put some respect on Whole whatever. Foods. You you half eaten. I will not food eater. <laughs> At least my foods are whole and non-GMO. Fraction food eating. Fraction food, <laughs> half food eating. <laughs> one one-third, <laughs> one-sixth food eating. <laughs> least mine's are whole. The, but that's the kind of fries that they have at Wingstop. It's got kind of like a garlicky. Okay. Um, only yeah, only had Wingstop wing fries one time. And I put the cheese on mm. it, and I it was just too mm-hmm. much cheese, bro. It was I think it took away from the yeah, fries, no. bro. But next time, I was turned off by the fries, and their wings are cool. But sometimes their wings don't you do it, don't you do it, no, don't you? No, just their stop wings right are there. good, just stop right but there, I think I help. went. You, you know me, BD. If you burn me once, there's no second what chance. What did you? Bro. What? What did you get? I got the regular wings, man. I got the um. I got the uh, uh, lemon pepper joints, and okay. I got the, um, I forgot what this called, bro. Oh, was I upset about the price? What was I upset about? You know what? I'm going to go try. But see, bro, when it comes to wings, I'm a full wing man. I don't like the little wings by themselves. I like the whole leg and thigh and a little fin. You know the little fin? I like I like I like my big jumbo wings, bro. I like the whole wings together. I don't like them like that. No, I don't like that. You don't like? Because then I have to break it. I feel like I have to break it apart. I can't. Bruh, eat it. Like, man, listen. I can't. What you you enjoy? What you? Why you think people like crab legs so much? <laughs> 
Because they break. No, them. they like crab legs so much because of the work they got to put in to get it. You know it. You know it messes with your. I don't. I don't want to have to work. Wow, we talked about look, not to we, eat we, talk, <laughs> we talked about we talked about that. <laughs> not when it comes. We talked to about that. that BD. Enjoying you my got food. Tell us in the, pod, not, the podcast <laughs> listeners. You like you like no. easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you can tell a man. You can tell a man buys food. You like easy food, huh? <laughs> you, like you like it easy, easy huh? Easy. You know I'm faithful because I like to work for my wings. <laughs> <laughs> I like to work for my food, so you know I'm beat beat. Louisiana rub and garlic parmesan. Nah, the garlic parmesan. I ain't like. I think they put too much on my wings that one time. I was like, bro, this thing tastes just weird, bro. Next time I'm gonna tell them not to put so much of that that uh, parmesan and that garlic stuff. It just it was just too salty to me. And maybe that was because I'm my palate's different. And and also you don't like ranch dressing, which is like a, a requisite. No, they said they said they make their ranch daily, right? Yeah. Yes. So they told they try to sell me on a ranch, and I had to look them in the eye and be like, no, stop. You don't. <laughs> you will they, not. I bro, will not. I'm not sold. They trying to explain to me. Yeah, we make it in the back every day, sir. Sir, no. Their ranch is so good. Oh, I said, so man. Good. You know what? You dip that buttery <clears throat> garlic parmesan in that ranch and just. Sometimes the way I be seeing y'all eating y'all foods with ranch and stuff, I do be feel like I'm missing out. But then I remember that takes me back to that day when I was seven or eight years old. <laughs> The origin story. Yeah, man, I'm not going through that again. I'm not. That time I threw up like three times in one day, and as a seven, eight year old, that's traumatic. <laughs> You're never going to eat that again. And then it happened to I'm me again with potato salad when I was like eleven or twelve. Oh, I'm done with you. If I if I can <laughs> if I can't enjoy you before puberty, I don't want to do with you after my voice done got deeper. And stuff started, you know? Nah. That's nah. Go back to Wingstop and get some fries. I'll do that. I'll do that for you. Because when I get to Whole Foods, when I get somewhere where there is a Whole Foods, I will No, try no, 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 no. Not respect. all Whole Foods. These these chefs I know. <laughs> I can I can vouch, vouch for. for I can't vouch for everybody else. But these I go on select days for these specific people. We'll see. So I don't. I, they can't be number one in my book. No, no. But when you come down here yes. and I introduce you, we're gonna have a camera. I want you to see them call me by my first name. I want you to see them, man. What? Oh, I got you already. I'm dipping them now, Josh. Then you're gonna be like, they. I don't think that's something that you should be. Proud no, 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 of. no, 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 no. You gotta <laughs> go and dine where the people love you. If you go and dine where people know you, respect you, and love you. They'll make your food with love and care. Because I respect, come on, Whole Foods, bougie people walking around with wine glass while they shopping. You know these people be looking down to servers. But when I come in there as a commander and I'm a brother and sister like them, well, I'm a brother amongst them. They're going to be like, oh, I'm making his fries good. They make your fries based upon how you engage with them. And if you're a good person, hey, man, do his fries right, bro. My fries always good. My burger's always good because I'm always good to them. Woo! I think you're just taking advantage of the downtrodden and the disenfranchised. Nah, I think BD, that's what you're doing. I didn't grow up 
middle class to high class. Uh, no, no, no. You're, I didn't grow up upper middle class. You wasn't even middle class. You was upper middle class. You was just a, you was was a couple not. of decimals. You was one decimal away from being upper class. They're wrong. Not true. Bruh, anytime you have a basketball goal cemented, okay, and you, there's no basket. If you had a basketball court goal, period, in the hood, you was the you man. You was the man, but the fact that yours was cemented with your initials and your handprint. That was if you had the, the one that you filled with water or sand. Yours was cemented. You can bang out on your goal. Don't have to worry about the goal coming down on you. Yours was cemented, and I think you had your initials. Where did your initials and your footprint? <laughs> your handprint beside your initials. You know what I'm saying? A real family, real family <laughs> over there talking about established 1991. <laughs> bruh, in the hood, man, you gotta bang out, bruh, and don't hang, bruh. You, you like, bruh. You got a Carmelo Anthony that <laughs> Exactly, bro. You over there on the other end. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. Mom, <laughs> I'll remember this no, forever. Mom, can I play now? No, Sam, we have to let the cement dry. <laughs> you know what? I used to hate when I used to go to beat. I was like, bro, you lucky father-having <laughs> mother. <laughs> Got a cemented gold in your yard on a cul-de-sac. Bro, BD grew up on a cul-de-sac, a safe cul-de-sac. The worst thing that ever happened to me in Brandon's neighborhood was when I drove out of his neighborhood, I got eggs thrown at my car. You know good and well you're in a safe place when the kids in the neighborhood, the only thing they do bad is throw eggs at your car. It's real no, out there. It's called kids got a great life. You got to keep your head on a Bruh, swivel. You know you, you know what know. kind of butt whooping I would get if my mom caught me throwing the, <laughs> throwing the eggs that she just bought? <laughs> You know you up. That's how you know you, you know in the bus. And nobody got no eggs man, to be. Man, I'm, about, I'm about to get out the car and teach. Like, yo, who threw that, man? Who's your mother? Y'all got them, that much eggs at y'all's house? That y'all throwing eggs? Y'all throwing up a plate right quick? Y'all throwing eggs over here? I'm out the window trying to catch them to bring them home. You know you grow in the suburbs, man. When people got eggs to throw away. <laughs> the young Josh was so confused. <laughs> They're hitting me with eggs. <laughs> What's what? going on? <laughs> my mom, my mom would have killed me. <laughs> Man, I was so oh, mad. Oh, they just throw food they around throw in these food? neighborhoods. What? Where's the cookout? I'm coming through. <laughs> I'm coming through. Boy. Anyway, this is probably the longest episode we ever done. Bro, we are like coming up on two hours but the people love it i don't have no nugget of truth except for this embrace the faithfulness of god so that you can be faithful in every area of your life that's it bd Mm, okay all right well that's all we've got for today's podcast it was a long one so thank you for bearing with us if you've watched all the way to the end shout out to you all right If you've watched all the way to the end and you haven't hit the subscribe button, what are you even doing? Are you a cheater, my friend? You a cheater. Are you not committed? 
You do not commit it. You cheating on us, bro. It's easy to it's easy to watch the video and not hit the subscribe yeah. button. But it takes a certain level of commitment to hit that subscribe button and an even further step to hit that bell so that you get post notifications. Hit that bell so we know it's real. And if you're listening to me right now, comment and let us know you watched this to the end because y'all are the faithful ones. If you watch till the end of the podcast, if you're hearing this spill right here, put in the And tell us how many days it took you to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) It might be Thursday before you get to it. Let us know that you watched it. This is a lot. How many days it took. And that lets us know. That'll let us know. All right. But yes, do hop in the comments. Do smash that like button. Like I said. (laughs) Okay. If you have any friends that you think might enjoy the podcast, hey, share the content. Let them know about it. All right. Other than that, that is all we've got for today. I am Brandon Dixon. I'm a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua. Slim Rev. He would like you to recall him Slim Rev. I don't recommend you do that. We're the good pies. uh, good, Good pies. We're the Good Guys Podcast. We're out.